All right, welcome in now to the Burger Smokehouse, PowerMizzou.com dance class. After an 86-81 loss to Arkansas in overtime, a heck of a game. Missouri plays without Jeremiah Tillman, plays overtime without Mitchell Smith, plays in effect the last 15 minutes without Kobe Brown, gets huge contributions from Torrance Watson, Parker Brown, Xavier Pinson, but in the end, for the first time all year, can't close out a close game. Missouri loses it 86-81 to the Razorbacks in OT. Missouri actually led it 81-80. Razorbacks scored the last six points of the game. It's Arkansas' sixth win in seven games. Uh, I think sixth straight SEC win. Mizzou loses back-to-back games for the first time all year. They're 13-5. and five. They're 6-5. and five. We're going to be here to uh, break it down with you guys, talk about what everything means, all that, as we go forward. Um, what we always do to start this thing is two things. First of all, we thank Burger Smokehouse. Uh, they are our sponsor for this show all year long. You see their logo up there in the top right-hand corner. Uh, they actually gave away at halftime today a year's supply of bacon to someone who made a putt on the court from the baseline to the opposite free throw line. So I think that's like a 77-foot putt. So somebody got a year's supply of burgers, bacon. I would actually take that as sponsorship for this show. Um, they pay me money, but we could talk about um, you know a payment in bacon down the road. Either way, you guys should pay them money, get some bacon, get some other stuff, smokehouse.com, any grocery store you want across Missouri. Appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate you hanging out with us to talk about this game. I know Pocket Watch, uh, while you guys were waiting, already gave us a, a super chat and appreciate that. Pocket Watch, appreciate you being over here after, uh, after a rough day for you. Your Tigers lost for the 50th time in 52 tries in Lexington, Kentucky. And then these Tigers lost, and you've been here uh, hanging out with us and supporting uh, supporting what we do in Missouri all season long. So appreciate that. Um, 0 for 2 today. Maybe next time will be better. Who knows? I don't know who Auburn plays next week. I know Missouri plays Georgia. But anyway, the way we always start this show after we uh, pay the bills and say hi and all that is we always go to Conzo Martin. So I'm going to play you his postgame press conference uh, just finished up a couple minutes ago. We'll play that. We'll come back. We'll open up the phone lines, take your calls, talk about whatever you want. Uh, again, hate to lose ball games, uh, especially when you know how much your guys put into a game going into it. And, uh, but I'm, I'm really proud of the effort, how they fought, you know. And just to see um, the growth in Parker Brown, though he uh, – you know, we come up short. He he he'll, he will grow from that game, playing in major minutes down the stretch of a ball game. And I think really happy to see Torrance make shots because uh, I know how much time he's put into it. So that part is great, especially for us moving forward. Hopefully, he can continue to capitalize on that. But that was that was good to see. So that's a bright spot for me. All right, we'll go to questions. Uh, Jack Sobel. Conzo, uh, uh, at the end of the overtime, it, it looked like. Uh, X kind of just dribble around and then took three there. What was the plan on the last possession, and what did you think about the shot selection? What was the play we executed? That, that wasn't the shot we were looking for. It's a play we executed in practice, so that certainly wasn't the shot we were looking for. But if he had a clean shot, shoot it, but I don't think that was a clean look. Mason? Hey, Coach. So, Jeremiah Tillman was a pretty late scratch for today. How much notice did the team have before uh, it was announced that he wouldn't be available? We knew there was a death in his family, so you have to respect that. Um, 
So we understand. Ben Hockman. Um, Coach, with the three-point shots both made and just attempted in general, uh, season high. Was that part of the game plan in general, or when Tillman was ruled out, did that change things with that strategy? Not at all. I think we simply, uh, uh, you know, I think the Auburn game was a game we didn't shoot the three ball well, but we've been shooting the ball well. And this, this is kind of what I thought we'd be able to shoot the ball as a team. We got guys that can make shots. I just think it's, you know, the comfort, relaxing, you know, shooting game rep shots in practice. So, so not surprised with that, but it's also good shots. You know, it's not as if we taking off the dribble, tough three point shots. We're taking shots that we practice. So that part is good. Um, we don't necessarily have a number, even with or without Tim. We shoot 32 three-point shots, and if he's in the game, it's probably because they doubled him in the post. He had those opportunities, but, but we don't have a specific number, no. Dave Matter? Conzo, you guys still maintain possession, but what did you think of the goaltending call? Was it, is it all kind of deflating when points come off the board at a moment like that? Well, um, again, I thought it was in. I thought it was goaltending. We try to set our defense to get stops and do what we need to do. Um, but then it was all ball. We, we, we had a play that we wanted to execute. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say deflating this part. We still got the ball. We got a possession. We got to execute what we're trying to do. Um, and then you still got to get stops. I thought we did a great job. We were up one. They got a backdoor play. That, that hurt. I think that hurt. That took a lot of air out of our guys because we were positioned for that. And that's something we talked about. Be ready for this. And that specific player, be ready. Uh, so it's unfortunate. Eric Baum. Conte, you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but just to have guys like Parker and Torrens play for some pretty major minutes for you down the stretch, what does it say about you know how they've developed? Well, you're also talking about two guys that are juniors in our program. So if you, at some point you expect them guys to be good players because they time, the time they put into it. But, but I think a part of that, they have to get the reps under their belts. Uh, Torrens has been in you know, big games before. He's been in a lot of games. You know, Parker, not so much. So it was great for him, and he'll grow from it. It's, uh, because that was a lot of minutes. He had a long stretch, especially when Mitch was out. And then Kobe had, you know, had, uh, was cramping up, so he couldn't go. And I, and I thought Parker did an admirable job. Mitch? Uh, you just kind of answered my, my question about Kobe Brown. Um, I guess at what point did you know, he kind of say he couldn't go? And, and what kind of then went into the decision to you know, put smaller guys on, uh, on Connor Vanover on the defensive end? Well, we like our chances with, with, with smaller guys on him uh, because he's, a, he's really a catch-and-shoot guy. And if you, you got to get him off the blocks, make him work. And I thought we did a solid job there. Uh, so, so we would rather have it that way, a guy where you can switch with him. Um, we, we, unless we have to, we don't really want a traditional big on him. You know, we want smaller guys that can get up on him. We can switch different ball screens because you got traditional bigs. It's, it's, it's tough to stop the ball and then try to get back and recover and defend this three-point shot. So, so I liked our chance with our guard play. Colin. Coach, what do you think of the team's pick and roll defense, I guess, with smaller guys on the court most of the, most of the night tonight? Uh, it was good when certain people were, were in the pick and roll for us. It was good when we had certain people on the defensive side in it, but then we had a couple guys that just weren't as good in it, uh, wasn't gritty enough in it. Uh, but when we had certain guys there, we were good. But it was, a, it, was a, it was a chess match. So we got to give up something to get some. And it's just like you hope we can get stops. Um, and that's part of it. Andrew? Hello, Andrew. Jack Sobel. Conzo, how did Mitch's absence uh, impact you guys in overtime? Well, you're talking about an experienced guy. And, uh, 
and, and like I said to him, he, he has to be better at not fouling out in games. I mean, he's a talented player. Uh, and like I say to him all the time, where, where do your five fouls come from? You know, when you're situated, you, and as an experienced player, you have to be sound in situation. You have to be tough. You have to defend without fouling. You have to move your feet, all those things. And, uh, and he'll get it. Andrew, now back to you. Nope. Hockman. Hey, Coach. I uh, just want to ask you about Mark Smith in general. Um, obviously, didn't make any field goals, but can you describe his game overall and some of the things he might have contributed in other ways? Well, the one thing about Mark, Mark Smith, he's always going to play with effort. I mean, that, that's all the time. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, if his shot isn't falling because of the time he puts into it, um, I think it gets to him mentally, you know. You just have to continue to stay the course, stay aggressive, stay strong. But I think that's what happens when it, when it, when it's not falling, uh, it consumes him uh, because of what he, how much time, how much effort, and how he approaches it, how, how he prepares every morning at a certain time. He has his regiment, so that, that can affect you. But, but he always has it. He always has his hard hat on, though. Dave, matter. Gonzo, do, do you expect Jeremiah back Tuesday for Georgia? I don't know. Don't know. Eric. Colin? Yeah, Conzo, uh, did, were you surprised that Arkansas didn't call a timeout at the end of regulation? Did you consider doing it at all? All right, so uh, there was most of, of what Conzo had to say after the game. Um, not super revealing, to be quite honest with you. Um, it's an overtime game, tough loss. His team is uh, has now dropped two in a row. Played today without, you know, I, I don't know if it's, his best player, but his most important player, uh, didn't, you know, I, I mean, Conzo didn't have a lot to say and that's okay. Um, uh, on this one, it's tough. Um, where you're at. And, and by the way, I'm putting up the, the number there, uh, five, seven, three, two, three, four, four, nine, three, five. I've got the Skype line open. Anybody that wants to talk about this, has some thoughts about this, wants to talk about where they go from here, all that. Um, I'm here. Let's do it. Give me a call, and uh, and we'll get you on whatever we're doing. We always jump to the phones above everything else. Um, so if you call in, we'll we'll make sure to grab that that call from you. Um, but as I was saying, they're in a tough spot because look, there are no moral victories in in, in, in this is big boy basketball. It, it, playing hard, coming close, all that doesn't really in the end count for anything. That said. Let's uh, let's jump on the phone now, and uh, we're going to the three one four area code. Who am I talking to? Yeah, this is Tyler here. Um, I, I think you know overall, obviously disappointed drop one, but you know without Tillman there, I'm you know I'm not going to be too harsh on the loss, or you know right. think it's kind of the end of the world. Because um, I think you know one to be in overtime at home without Tillman still you know shows that there were guys that played well, but man, I just at this point, to me, it is just inexcusable to have Mark Smith on the floor at the end of regulation and in overtime. And I've been with you for most part of the year that, look, Mark has to play well because there's not who else right. are you going to put in. But, I mean, today, Pickett was on the bench. Why is Pickett not in? I know Kobe Brown was cramping, so you can't go with him is what I heard. Yeah. Drew Bugs was playing better than he was, though. And, I mean, look, I know he got some rebounds there point too, but – wasn't like he fought to those like he got him because it bounced to him and okay he made a couple plays but he is just he's a nothing on the floor I mean these were yeah. air balls like 
I, I just think to me it's inexcusable to even have him playing there down down the stretch in, in big moments. Yeah, in a different post game, I, I probably would have asked Conzo why Pickett wasn't in in overtime. I, frankly, the way it was going, I, I don't know that there was a, a whole lot of point to ask. Um, but yeah, Mark Smith's tough, man. I mean, his shot looks broken right now. Um, I, you know, and and if he's not going to make shots for you, he. It, because you do give him credit. I mean, he took a huge charge. He got some big rebounds. But then after one of those rebounds, he also missed a four-footer that, that would have changed the game. Um, Torrance Watson definitely did enough to earn some of his minutes. Now, I will also say, and, and this is where some of the pessimists, detractors, whatever you want to call them, have a point. Okay, I, I understand the point about Mark Smith. He's not playing well, and I'm not going to argue against that. But – if you get nothing out of him, you're now counting on a few things. First of all, you're counting on Torrance Watson being something that over two and a half years he hasn't been. Now, I, I agree he's earned a shot. You give him more minutes. But beyond that, like, where do you go? Drew Bugs made two shots today, and it's a season high. Um, you know, Pickett normally gets more minutes. But I, I'm just saying, if you got to fill 30 minutes, I don't know how you do that on this team with, with recruiting classes that basically haven't existed for two years. Um for this team to get where it's going to go, and I talked about this on the pregame show, losing Tillman hurts so much because, like, there's just not enough behind him, right? I think the top six to eight guys in this rotation yeah. are good enough to win games. The problem is there's nothing – and I know everybody will say, well, yeah, there, there's a reason he's the ninth guy on the roster, right? He's not as good as the first six. And what – yes, but the point is – Missouri doesn't have much margin for error, and that's because of the last two recruiting classes. I agree with you. I, I don't know. I think Conzo's in a really tough spot with Mark Smith. I don't have an answer. I don't know what to do, but he is a net negative for you right now. And I, I've agreed with you, though, up through this year, that for the most part, there just hasn't been that many options. But in today, though, yeah. one, Torrance is playing well enough to earn the minutes to keep playing. And so why is picking out out there? I mean, that's, yeah. to me, I just, I, I can't understand. I get bugs. Like, I, I did think he played, he was playing better today. Than honest, I think Mark Smith played. So I wouldn't have hated that. But why is picking out out there? That just yeah. blew my mind for the last, like, four minutes of regulation and then most of, like, overtime. That's definitely a fair question on Pickett. And like I said, I, you know, in – and I probably should have asked it, um, but I just I, I, I didn't think uh, I didn't think we were getting a lot post game, and I wanted to get the show started, so I didn't. But it's a fair yeah. question why Pickett wasn't out there. So appreciate the call, though, Tom. Uh, well, that was it. Yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world. Hopefully, Tim will get back and, and we'll yeah. finish on. But that was frustrating. Yeah, Thank understood, you. man. Thanks a lot, Tyler. Now we're uh, now we're gonna jump to the four one seven area code. You still hanging on with us? Yeah, Gabe, it's Tucker. I'm here. Tucker and Joplin. What's up, Tucker? How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Um, I'm just calling because, I don't know, I probably, I might have a little bit different view of this team and where things stand than, than some others. Uh, I I honestly, like, kind of thought they'd lose today, and that was before I knew Jeremiah Tillman was out. I, I'm with you. I actually would have picked they, Arkansas. Yeah. They – we usually split with Arkansas. We, we won down there. And I'm, I don't know. I like for the whole year, we've had some really, Mizzou's had some really nice wins. It's been fun to watch. And I think that their resume is good, like a very good resume. But 
like those, those analytic numbers do matter to some degree. And I mean, I've watched every game, but you know, some of these close games are bound to even out and yep. like going into this week. And, and I was hearing people last week after the, the Alabama win, like pulling up the next six or seven games saying, well, yeah, if we go six and oh, I'm like, hell, there's no way we're going six and oh, like yeah. it's, it's conference basketball. And like, now, now the other night, what, what sucked is that it, it looked ugly in the second half. I mean, even right. losing to Ole Miss on the road is not like a bad loss. It did look bad. But if you look at some of the wins they've gotten that we're fortunate to get, some of these were going to even out. And so I'm not even – I'm not down on the team at all. Like, right. Because I, I, I never thought this was a top-ten team. And this is not me, like, being negative. I'm, I'm a big Conzo fan. I'm, I'm just realistic. Like, I thought, hey, we're a 15-25 to 25 range team. And I think – realistically we're a six to eight seed in the tournament i never like i know right now we were four before the game today and people were like oh we're maybe a two or three seed i'm like hell we're just not that good and i'm not even mad about i'm just realistic about it i don't know so i I agree i agree with a lot of what you say um and look that that whole i don't know how ken palm figures luck but like he has missouri's like the eighth luckiest team in the country and it is amusing that i think most missouri fans reaction to today is well of course jeremiah doesn't play and of course this happens and of course that happens because everything goes against us no everything's really gone this team's way this year not everything but a lot of things have gone this team's way this year i mean arkansas when they played in fayetteville Arkansas shot like 36% on layups. You know, that's that's not no. all great defense. Yeah. That's luck. Um yeah. and, and so this team has it. They were 5 and 0. Oh, they were there's only one other team in the country who who is undefeated and has played as many 5 point or less games than Missouri. Old Dominion is 6 and 0. Oh. Missouri's now 5 and 1. I, I mean, I it's like you said they that. even out. And, and, and I will say, I don't think I, – I think some of that quote-unquote luck is experience I agree. and toughness. But – so but, but when I look at the big picture, I just kind of thought – like I was – I figured this to be like an 11-7 and seven team in the league, assuming they play all 18 games. And like, you know, so we've split with Arkansas. Arkansas is a solid tournament team. That's normal. That's about yeah. right. The Ole Miss, if we split – if we can win – you know, we need to win in, uh, in Columbia in a couple weeks. We'll split with a team that's talented enough to, to yeah. be a bubble team. Like, like teams lose games like that in college basketball. But yes. the, the problem is, I think that we, Mizzou's been, you know, down in basketball for the most part for quite a while now, except for Conzo's first year. And I think a lot of fans, myself included, have been like excited to be back in the top 25 and even top right. 10 conversation. So lately, I, when we, Every time we lose a game, everybody runs to Twitter, order Power Mizzou. There's a plug for Power Mizzou. It you know, puts, oh, so mizzou or we got Mizzou. No, we right. got beat. Like, it right. happens. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand the mindset. Well, I think there's three things at play here. And, and, Tucker, I know you're a big football fan. Part of it is we are a society of football fans where every game does seem like yep. a referendum on the season. So even in a 35-game basketball season, every time you lose, it's the worst thing ever. And every time you win, like you were saying last week, and then everybody's talking about never losing again. I, I mean, it's you can't take the football basket mindset to basketball, but everybody does. The other thing, I think, I, I agree. Missouri is exceeding, probably slightly exceeding the expectations I had for it at the beginning of the season. I thought this was a team that, 
the ceiling was probably 11 and 7 maybe 12 and 6 in the league and like a 7 seed that's uh that's that was i thought probably the best potential outcome well then we got a few weeks into this season and they're 6 and 0 oh, and then they're they're 12 and 3 or 13 and 2 whatever they were 13 and 3 and and you adjust your own expectations even if you shouldn't you do it um and so then two in a row for the first time all year and and people are unhappy um then i think the third thing is very simple and i know we hate having i hate having this conversation and we have it every game but the people that are upset right now are upset because they view this as the ceiling because they are looking ahead i talked about the recruiting the last two years it 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 hurts and it's catching up and it's going to catch up next year so I think the people that are upset are looking at this and going, I would be fine if I felt like an eight seed or a seven seed this year was going to lead to a four seed next year. But what if this is the height yeah. for the next three years? And that's why that crowd is worth. And I understand it. I, I kind of, I mean, I don't like to have that conversation, but I do understand where it comes from. So when I think that's valid, and I think when you're looking and judging the program as a whole, I think the biggest failure by far is recruiting. And I, yeah. I've mentioned this before on the show. I think Conzo plays things the right way. In fact, I'm almost certain he does. And I think that makes it harder to recruit. I whole hole is it this year. This and here's how I can build things, and then we will follow. I don't know if that'll work or not. But, but when judging this individual team, and, and I know you know this, but that's what I was getting at was like, I think this team has overachieved, uh, you know, pretty significantly based on what yeah. the talent they have on the floor. We've got some good players, but I mean, you know, waiting, look at, I mean, you saw the, the selection show today on CBS. I mean, Missouri's beaten three, uh, three and one versus those teams uh, that they played in the selection show. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Missouri can – I mean, the ceiling is the Final Four. Like, they've shown they can beat the teams to get to a Final Four. And the floor is losing in the first round. So, what they are is basically, you know, 60% of the country. And, and it's all going to be judged on one to four games in March. It, it's wrong, but it's what it is, you know. So, Tucker, I appreciate the call, man. The connection's kind of breaking up, so I'm going to move on. But but thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out to us. Uh, we're going to go now to the 573 area code. Who do we have there? Uh, Brendan. Brendan, what's going on, man? How are you? Nothing much, man. Uh, me and my buddies were at the casino today and spent some big money on Mizzou, and we're big <laughs> Mizzou fans. And we're just wondering if you think Condo's it or not. Like, down the stretch, the play calling, leaving Mark Smith in there earlier, like you said, like – it just—it just feels like this repetitive cycle we can't get out of. Well, you know, first of all, um, kudos to you. I—I I have two rules. I don't bet, and I would never bet on my own team. Uh, it seems like it would make watching the game miserable. But kudos to you for doing it. Um, you know, do I think Conzo is like an elite coach that's that's probably going to take this team to the Final Four? Ultimately, no, probably not. I think he's a really good guy to have dug them out of where they were under Kim. I think he's an above-average coach. No, I don't think he's a top 10 or 15 coach. When when you're talking about, you know, play calls down the stretch and stuff, I mean, I think that gets overrated because things like, look, Missouri had an open layup, and Arkansas made an incredible play to block it. 
you know, I, I mean, sometimes the other guy makes a play. Now, I, I, the last play in overtime, uh, the last possession in overtime where Pinson took, it was a dreadful shot. I mean, Conzo said after the game, he said, look, we that's a play that we execute in practice, and if we execute it right, you know, it works. But, no, that's not the shot we were looking for. So, you know, we can't call timeout mid-play and say, no, hang on, you're not doing it right. At some point, the players have to make the play, too. You still there with me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. But, um, I was just like wondering, like the inconsistency of the wins, man. Like we we'll get some top ten win, we lost, now we're two in a row, right? Yep. I mean, and just uh, I don't want to say no names. Obviously, they're in the SEC; they can play. But I mean, we just we need to get these done. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's college basketball to some extent. Overall, they are. I don't think they're a top 10 team. I think they were overrated at 10. I think they're a top 25 team. You know, um, I think they'll be seeded yeah. to win a game in the tournament. They could win two. Um, you know, and who knows? They could get hot and win more than two. But I don't think they're elite. They're a solid team. They're a good team. They're better than I thought they would be. And I understand why people want more than that, but I think that's where they are right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. About 25. All right, Brendan, appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. And we're uh, we're going to stay in the 573. We got another uh, 573 call. You there with me? Yeah. Who am I talking with? This is Jim. Hey, Jim. How you doing, this man? This is Jim. Yeah, what's going on? Good. Um, I don't I don't know if the SID has officially announced it, but I heard this game is going to be played under protest. Apparently, Vanover violated COVID protocol and had three golden girls in his room last night. Have you heard anything like that? No, I'm pretty sure that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's probably not true. But I appreciate the call, Jim. Thanks. Uh, you know, hey, uh, I appreciate all calls. If you guys want to, I mean, we haven't heard from the Cat Facts guy all basketball season, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, Pocket Watch wanting to know if a society of football fans is something I came up with. I, look, I don't know. I've never heard it anywhere else. I'm sure it's not. I'm not the only person to say that, but I've used that for a while in basketball season. Uh, I, I really do think we take a football mentality to basketball, and you just can't do it. I, I mean, it, it. you know, especially because in college basketball, the truth is we don't even think the regular season matters. I mean, we get all mad about it, but nobody ever remembers it. You judge the whole season on March. I mean – you know, that Auburn team that went to the Final Four, I honestly can't tell you, Pocket Watch, what they did during the regular season. I don't know where – they might have won the SEC. They were probably really good. I just don't remember. Maybe a three seed? I, I, I So, uh, you know, I think we just – I think the internet has made it worse. We have to react to every single game. And it it can't just be something that happened – it has to be this huge indicator for the future and the best thing or the worst thing. And um, it, we just have a hard time saying what my opinion of this game would be, which is, you know, hey, Missouri hung in and they did it without a lot of their best players and it's a flawed team and there's no moral victory, but, you know, it wasn't that bad. This is, I think that's the way to put it. This is a flawed team. It's not elite. It's not great. They have issues. But they have beaten really good teams. On the right day, they can get that done. 
I think with Jeremiah Tillman there today, they probably win that game. And and if you guys weren't here when we played Conzo's post game, um, he was asked if he's going to be back for Georgia, and Conzo said he doesn't know. So I think at this point, with that game being Tuesday, you got to kind of count on no Tillman for that game. Um, just me and Case says I want one year where we can have a dream season. And and look, Missouri's had three of those realistically in my lifetime. Now, I'm, Case, you're probably younger than me. But in 1993-94, when I was a senior in high school, Missouri got railroaded. They showed highlights of it today. 52 points down in Fayetteville. And then they went unbeaten in the Big 8 and didn't lose another game until the Elite 8 against uh, – had lost one in the in the Big 12, Big 8 tournament, I think. But then lost in the Elite 8 to Damon Stoudemire, Khalid Reeves, Arizona. That was a dream season. Mike Anderson's third year here. They went 31-4, and four, I think, went to the Elite 8 before losing to eventual national champion Connecticut. That was a dream season. And then you had a dream regular season in Frank Hayes' first year, and obviously it you know, was cut short um, with the Norfolk State game, but for, for 34 games or whatever, that was a dream season. So Missouri has had those seasons. They've just also had a whole bunch of lows. And, uh, you know, this season, I mean, nobody could have really thought this season was going to be a dream season, right? I mean, the roster just didn't say that. Um, I I think, like Tucker was saying, they're better than I thought they would be. They've exceeded what I thought they were going to be before the season. Now, that doesn't mean you can't change your expectations. Um, you absolutely can change your expectations. And, and, and it makes sense that people do that as you go along. And I think that's part of the frustration people are having is as this team progressed, they upped expectations and then – because of the higher expectations, now it feels like Missouri is falling short of them. I want to want to go back um, because I know this is really the key, right? Uh, and hang on, I put the wrong thing up there. I the key is really okay. Where are you going to be seated? That's at this point, that's what everybody's talking about. Um, that's what everybody wants to know. Where are you gonna Where are you gonna be when it comes down to uh, comes down to to tournament time and I would I can't find the uh the screenshot right now. I did have a screenshot of the top 16 rankings uh, that were released this morning. I do not currently have that in front of me, I don't think. Regardless, um Missouri went in today to today as the final 4 seed. And we'll get back to that conversation in a minute after we go go to the phones, the 573. Who am I talking with? Uh, this is Brandon. I'm with my boy Brendan here. He was just uh, calling in earlier. All right, Brandon and Brendan. What's up, man? Yeah, I mean, the sports betting, man, you just got to get out of that because it just looked like Mizzou was going to be one of those games where they just fight and claw and you're, you're going to get out of it, but – did did you guys Tillman place is, the bet before you knew Tillman was out? Yeah, well we we figured that out about five minutes before tip off. So hmm. I put mine in about three minutes into the game when they're up about ten six or ten seven. I was hmm. like, okay, they're spreading the court out there, and uh, Mitchell Smith hits two back to back threes, and I said, oh my god, here we go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what what do you think? If Tillman's in there, I gotta think they pull away with this one. Yeah, I think they probably win this game if Tillman plays. But the flip side of that is, if Tillman plays, 
Parker Brown, who made some huge plays down the stretch, is probably playing less. Maybe Torrance Watson. You know, I mean, it's this whole butterfly effect thing that I don't really know. But if everything else is equal and Jeremiah Tillman plays, then then yeah, I think they probably win that game because they they had a ton of shots to win it even without him. So what do you think about Torrance Watson here kind of going forward? Do you think he's going to give him some more minutes or is he going to do the classic kind of hole where he puts Pickett in and then he puts Mark Smith back in the lineup? What what do you think is going to be the situation with that? I think Watson earned more minutes today, right? He hit three threes, I think, um, you know, played pretty well. I, I think he earned at least – Look, he's not going to suddenly get in the starting lineup and take every one of Mark Smith's minutes, but he played 26 minutes today, which, by the way, Mark Smith played 28. The odd thing is that Pickett only played eight. So I got to wonder if Pickett got hurt again. And and we should – Pickett played eight. Bugs only played 15, and he scored eight points. So, you know, kind of like I, – I, I don't know if it was your buddy or one of the other callers earlier saying, I don't understand – why Mark Smith's in there and Pickett and Bugs aren't. It's a fair question. I mean, those two combined only played 23 minutes. Uh, but I think Watson definitely earned more minutes. And, I mean, unless there was just, like, some horrific defense that I didn't see. No, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And I can't remember. There's another guy. He was a transfer, and he went to Juco, that Chang or something like Ed that. Chang, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is he? I mean, you gotta maybe throw him in. No, just getting pretty sparse. If if Pickett's hurt and Mark Smith's giving you, I mean, it's you can't be that type of shooter and and just be a no show. I mean, I agree, but Ed Chang isn't playing. Look, he hadn't played all year. There's no way he's gonna play now. Um, You know, and that's that goes back to the conversation I was having earlier. This the reason this roster is is hurting is because the last two recruiting classes have basically been Kobe Brown and nothing else. The guys are either gone or they're not seeing the floor. Um, and that's right. why you're kind of at the point where you're going, hey, man, where else do we turn? Well, there is nowhere else to turn. They've turned all the places they can turn at this point. No, I think you summed it up great. Yeah, I'm just a new subscriber to Power Mizzou and really appreciate all you guys do. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate that, Brandon. Thanks a ton, man. Uh, th- thanks for being part of the show and for – for being part of the site. Um, and, and yeah, as I, I don't know. It's uh, I under I do understand frustration. I think you can come out of this game encouraged, but also frustrated. And again, we're getting into that kind of bigger picture, right. Of, of why people are frustrated. They're not frustrated because of this game. They're frustrated more because of, of, of kind of some deficiencies that they see in the program as a whole, which I understand we're going to the, 314 area code. Who's on the phone? Bro. What's up, Demetrius? What's up, How Greg? you doing, man? I'm good. How are, how are you? I'm hanging in, man. Hanging in. A uh, little longer than expected because they went and played overtime with me, but, you know. Got you. Um, so, what do you think? I don't um, – I'm not – I actually was proud of the guys in their effort tonight. Yeah, they showed a lot of fight. A uh, couple of guys stepped up who don't normally, you know, get the minutes or the opportunity. Um, going forward, Mark Smith shouldn't be in the game no more. He should have Torrance Watson minutes, type minutes. Um, so where do those? But that's what we're talking about. Where do those minutes go? Do they go to Bugs? Do they go to Pickett? No, they, I mean, they, they should go, go to Pickett, but. They, 
Well, not all of them, though. They go like, to Torrance Watson. They no, keep, they go to Torrance Watson. But like, they, they flip-flop. But Torrance but played Pickett. 26 minutes today, and Mark Smith still played 28. So what we don't know is where was Pickett today? He well, played I, eight what minutes. What I did see, it, what I seen early, I mean, in the game, when I watched it, um, Pickett got lost on defense a couple of times. And I yep. seen, I know one time in particular, Conzo immediately uh, snatched him out the game. Okay. So maybe that maybe that's what it was because he got lost a couple of times on them backdoor uh, plays that Arkansas ran. Yeah, and, and I agree. So, like Torrance has to get more minutes going forward. Mark has to get less. But I, if that's going to be the case, like Pickett and Bugs can't combine for twenty three minutes between the two of them. The minutes have to go to them too. Um, so you know, it, it's just kind of a numbers thing. It. I, I mean, Mark Smith has to play. Now, he doesn't have to play 28 minutes, but on a day where Pickett only plays 80, kind of has to. But you, you also got to take in consideration, uh, you know, Kobe, uh, for some – I mean, you know, he was cramping Kobe up. Was so cramping. Those were minutes that – and then uh, Pinson was in foul trouble. So, those minutes uh, that Pinson would normally get, they had to go to somebody else. So, yeah. I think um, – all in all, it, it can happen because there's no way you are a college four-year player and you out there shooting air balls that's not even close to the – I can do better than that, Gage. Yeah, right I mean, out. Mark, look, he was 0 of 8 from the floor. I, I said at the beginning, like, his shot is broken. I don't think there's any arguing with that. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he deserves some credit for taking a charge, getting six rebounds and all that, but he's here to score and make shots, and he's not making shots. That's funny. You're a funny guy, man. You know, that's funny. I mean, it's just true. Like, look, he was 0 for 8, dude. It was a bad day, and and it's part of a bad season. You feel bad. Like, you can tell when Conzo talks about him, talks about how hard he works. He, he loves Mark Smith. He wants Mark Smith to be good. But, I mean, we're running out of time here. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I like how po- – one thing with Kobe Brown that I that I wish I could see more from him is playing off the bounce because he seems to be able to attack his man and get to the hoop yep. instead of him being a basically a spot up shooter. I don't I don't like that. I don't like when he's in that type of role. He needs to have the ball in his hands and playing downhill. Yeah, because the sell on um, him was that he played point guard a ton and then grew in high school, and so he was basically a six seven guard. So yeah, he. He can create a mismatch where he can take his guy outside and then go around him. Well, I agree. Last thing, Parker Brown. I don't like how they use him. All he does is set strings and dive to the basket, and he never gets the pass. I I see him as having a decent little mid-range shot, so put him in the short corner and run a play or two for him because he can't just sit there and screen for picking and Drew Smith, pensing and Drew Smith the whole game. He's, I don't think they're taking advantage of the skills that he has either. That's just, you know, my opinion. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a Quanzo hater, so, you know. <laughs> you could be right on Parker. Look, he made a couple big plays today. Um, you know, I think in general, the problems he has, defense and, and blocking out, I mean, there were a couple times he got gone around on rebounds. Like, it's just really mm-hmm. hard to earn big minutes when Conzo Martin's the coach when that's where your issues are. I, fair or not, that you know he's he's, he's going to hesitate there. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, that's I'm, why you I'm, see I'm not that mad. I'm not that upset. 
I mean, the loss the other night was a, a worse loss than yep. tonight was than today was to me. Totally. Uh, so yeah, but we we got to pick it up, get back in the gym, work hard. Um, I'm I, I'm not excited about how we've been playing maybe our last five games because even though we're what three and two or two and three, two and three, we could have theoretically been zero and five. So yep. you know. No, that's true. Look, you got to go get healthy at Georgia. You lose that game, then there's big problems. Right, and what it does, then you like you said, the scene. That's when the scene come into place. The committee don't give a a darn about Tillman being out. Right. You know, they're gonna look at that record, and you keep losing. You're dropping them seeds, and you go from a four seed to a seven or eight seed, and the matchups just get tougher. So we got to win some more games. Hundred percent, man. Demetrius, appreciate the call, but thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of it. All good. All good. Have a good evening, guys. All right, you too, Demetrius. Thanks, man. Uh, So yeah, like look, a lot of good points there, and and yeah, we're talking about the seeding, and I mean, as of this morning, Mizzou was a four. They're probably not going to be a four because they lost this game. They've got one quad one game left. That's at Florida to end the regular season. So you almost got to win that one, and then. Ole Miss at home is a decent game, but, like, at Georgia doesn't help you. A&M at home doesn't help you. At South Carolina doesn't help you. Just playing those games hurts you. So, Missouri's going to drop. I think at this point, the hope, unless you make this big run in Nashville, is probably a five seed. Uh, Maybe actually slip to a six because then, you know, I I don't know. But I think five, six is probably more the range we're looking at for this team at this point in time. Uh, You know, because there's just not that much left. What Missouri's resume has been so far looked like it had a chance at a two or a three. Well, the committee told you today that wasn't what they think of Missouri right now. What they think of Missouri right now is the last number four seed. Well, that dropped today, and that probably going to drop a little further. I think they're a five or a six um, in all reality, and, you know, that's – Hey, that's like if we'd started the season and you told me Missouri's a five or a six, I said, great year, really good year. Got to find a way to get some transfers and build on it. So that's where you stand, really. I think I think he's got to find a way to to get some transfers and build on it. Um, like I said, Conzo uh, was asked after the game if he expected Jeremiah back for, for Tuesday. He said he didn't know. Um, that suddenly is a huge – like you can't go lose at Georgia. If you lose to Georgia, then the wheels are starting to come off. Like, that is a game you have to win. That would – because right now, let me look at the standings real quick. Missouri is sitting 13-5, and 6-5 and in the league. Um, They are in sixth place in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, They have slipped. Obviously, they were second at the beginning of the week. They are now down. They're behind Tennessee. They're behind Florida. They're behind Arkansas – and they're behind LSU. LSU and Arkansas are actually eight and four. Got a game and a half lead on Missouri. Um, so it might be tough. You might be playing for fourth now, Tennessee and Florida, honestly. I mean, you can catch Arkansas and LSU. Those teams have a little bit tougher schedules down the stretch, but you're making it more difficult on yourself. Um, and Ole Miss, look, Ole Miss only a half game behind Missouri. Ole Miss comes into Columbia and wins, then Missouri's going to slide further down those standings. Georgia is five and eight in the league, 12 and eight in overall. Like, you you just have to win that game. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, You've got five games left, and three of them are games you have to win. That's at Georgia, at South Carolina, home against Mississippi State. 
home against Ole Miss really is, I mean, you could make the tournament without winning it, but if you want to be taken seriously and do anything, you got to win that. So I think Missouri's got to go four and one down the stretch minimum, and that would put them 10 and six with two games to be determined and, you know, 17 and six overall. And it's a good solid season. It's a six seed, I think, you know, if, if they manage to do that, um, we'll see where it goes. Uh, you know, I, again, I kind of understand both points of view today. I, I, there's a lot, there are positives to take away. There's no question, but we're also kind of at the point where moral victories and, and almost and all that, like, it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be enough. Uh, case says Conzo feels very similar to Barry bad coach. No great coach. No, I know it's not realistic, but I want to aim for the fences and see if we can't hit like we did on Drinkwitz. Um, well, I, I mean, I think Conzo's more successful at this point than Odom was. I, I think Conzo's an above-average coach. I don't think he's elite. And, and the recruiting, again, the recruiting that we've talked about for the last couple of years, it's showing up, guys. And the worry is that it's going to show up again next year, and that's why transfers are big. Um, and, and I don't want to get into the single, again, just going every year worrying about next year. I don't want to do that. But that is the argument that the detractors uh, have at this point in time. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Jeffrey Weber says, Pickett completely lost his man on Arkansas's go-ahead bucket. That's good to know. I I didn't see it. Um, I just I, – I, I don't remember that specifically. I may have seen it at the time. I Obviously, didn't remember it when we're talking here, but yeah, Pickett eight minutes. I didn't realize until afterwards that that was all he played. Um, and I'm, again, I'm sure there's specific explanation, and and people probably know more than I did. But um, you can't. You got to get more out of him if you're not playing Mark Smith. Uh, we're going to the seven six five area code. Who's on the phone? Uh, this is Alvin. Alvin, what's going on, man? What's on your mind? Uh, so I kind of got to ask, um, are we kind of looking at a team that might be on a slide where if uh, the next couple games like you hit on like the Ole Miss and the Georgia game, if those don't go our way, are we slipping out of the tournament at that point? I mean, you you have to win Georgia. Georgia, Georgia would be a really bad loss. Um, I think if they were to lose on Tuesday, then we could start to have the conversation of, Oh, hang on, what's going to happen? Because if you lose on Tuesday, you can lose almost any game left on the schedule. I mean, it wouldn't knock them out, but I think it would at least make us think about the conversation of, of could it happen. Um, you know, I think if you go, I mean, they're what, six and five in the league? I, I mean, they got it. With their, they have good non-conference wins. If they go two and three the rest of the way, I mean, if they lose Ole Miss, Florida, and Georgia, is that enough to get in? I Probably, but like then you're talking about just slipping in kind of as like a nine or a ten seed. Yeah, just kind of. I'm starting to feel like, you know, we're on the verge of potentially maybe the wheels are coming off. And it's it, and I think the concerning thing was the Ole Miss game. That's really what right. set that in my my mind. You know, and, and I think um, they did bounce the back effort. well from that. They played hard. They 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 they. they you couldn't question the effort today. You could question the execution a couple times, but not the effort. And so I think that was a good sign. Um, I, I don't think you worry yet that the wheels are coming off by any means, but but they need to win Tuesday. I mean, you can't go lose to, to Georgia. Georgia's a bad team. 
Yeah, absolutely, and I agree. I just, I, I guess with the up and down that we've had, you know, the Mississippi States, the Ole Misses, and then today, like, I, I personally don't feel like Arkansas is a great team. You know, we have Tillman, and we're borderline there in our own our own right, you know? I, I don't think Arkansas is a great team either. I think especially when Tillman's out, they do have more talent than Missouri. Um, but, it, no, they're not great. Um, but you know, this is the first time all year Missouri's lost two games in a row. Uh, it feel, so it feels worse probably because like you have lost two games in a row, but also it hadn't happened all year. So. Yeah, that's very fair. I, and I could see that point. It's just, it's just one of, it's just one of those things in front of my mind, you know, and I'm one of those guys that just, I guess, think the worst about things. <laughs> well, Hey man, if you can recognize it, that's the first step, right? I guess so. <laughs> All right. So and thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Alvin. Thanks for being part of the show. I, look, I would think they'll bounce back Tuesday night. Um, you know, I, I think they will. I, if not, then, hey, Tuesday night on this, this show, we're going to have a way different conversation than we're having right now. I mean, there's, there's no question about that. They lose that game, then we're going to be having a, a different conversation than we're having today, which is today is – it is disappointing. You don't like to lose games. But the effort was there. They bounced back. They didn't have their most important player. Basically, his backup fouled out. The other guy in the front court, I mean, they played, their three front court players basically didn't play in the last, I mean, Mitchell fouled out at the beginning of overtime, but Kobe didn't play about the last 15 minutes. Tillman didn't play at all. So they basically played with a reserve front court. And took it to the final five seconds. And it wasn't enough. And moral victories don't count and all that. But I don't come out of this game feeling nearly as badly about things as I did on Wednesday. Now, hey, they lose on Tuesday night. I feel way worse about things than I feel about them right now. So, appreciate you guys uh, jumping on, hanging out with us. Uh, you know, hey, Saturday game, uh, afternoon. I don't know, not a not a ton of people here still, so we're going to probably jump off and, and finish up post-game, uh, writing, posting video, things like that. But those of you who were here, I appreciate it. Give us a like. Tell some other people what we're doing. We'd love to, to build the audience up here a little bit more, going down the stretch of the season and, and uh, you know, all that. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. And we'll be back Tuesday night, pregame in Georgia.